Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Great. How is everyone? We all good. Brilliant. Uh, if, if you don't know who I am, my name's Jono, and my wife is sat here on the front, Annie, and we, we're taking a lead on this, this campus alongside our pastors, Christian and Caroline, and it's an absolute privilege to do that. We love the city, we always have, and we're going to serve it for many years to come, I believe that. And We're also uh, the youth leaders here at Arena Church, and I wanted to say a bit of a shout out to possibly, after my wife, my favourite person in this room, and James has come tonight from Ilkeston, and what a guy this, guy, this man is. So just go and say hello to him after, he's an amazing man. But I just wanted to, st- to say from the stage just how much of an honour it has been to meet you all, the, the new people that are here. And over the last eight weeks, I've met people that I'd never have normally met otherwise. And honestly, it's all worth it just for that. It really is. And there is such potential in this room that some of us don't even realise. And I want to encourage you, keep going in your walk with Jesus. Be open to him. And the more the, that you follow him, the more he amazes you. And again, like Christian says, my life is a living story, a living testimony of that. Just keep going. So all things new. This series we've been going in over these last eight weeks. And today is the final part in this series. We start a new one next week. Who's enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been a great series. If you've missed some of the messages or simply just want to listen back, they, they can be found on podcast or on our website, arenachurch.co.uk. I'd highly recommend it to, to listen back. Wow, we've got the dustbin men. <laughs> On Sunday night, brilliant. And of course, just like this, this message series, this church is new. We're eight weeks in. We're at the beginning of something special. And that's why it's not nicely polished, it's not working perfectly smooth, there's sometimes some hiccups, but we're in a pioneering season, it's in its embryo. And can I encourage you to stick around, make this your home, get plugged in and get ready for everything God has planned for this church going into 2020 and for your life too. And I just felt I needed to say this, we've intentionally kept things simple in 2019 not to overcomplicate anything, not to make people feel too overwhelmed. Think of it this way, and I don't know if there's anyone that's had ever been in the building trade in here before, but if you want to build something great, you've got, first got to dig the foundations. And those foundations can, can be a hard slog. They can seem a bit repetitive. You can get uh, muddy, you get messy. But it has to be done for something amazing to happen. And I... which leads me into the final part of this series today, a new vision. And the theme verse for this series has been taken from Isaiah 43. It's going to come on the screens behind me. It says this, But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? You know, whatever has happened in the past, God has something more for you. If you've had the worst past possible, if you feel like you've been a mess up, God has something better for you. And if you've had an amazing past, if you've seen God do amazing wonders, he's brought you out of uh, sticky situations, God still has something better for you. Annie and I, my wife, had the pleasure of being a part of the Arena Ministry School last year. And to be honest, that this whole journey in this church has, in Nottingham campus has come out of that. And... I want to encourage anyone that has a burning desire to maybe be in ministry or just to know more about God. 
it, it's an amazing time. You, you will love it. It's an investment for, the, for your future. So please go and find out a bit more information after. But the reason I say it is this. There was a, a quote that Christian um, spoke on, and it says this, vision can be robbed by the success of the past. And I, I honestly felt God say, even if, you see, if you've seen him do good things in your life, God really does have something more, something better for you always. And let me take you back to the verse in Isaiah. The few verses before, Morgan's going to put it on the screens. And maybe you've heard this, the story of Moses before. Maybe you haven't. But basically, God brought Moses and all of the Israelites, all of his, his nation, the, the nation of the of the Israel out of slavery in Egypt with many many amazing miracles and what God's doing here in this Bible verse is reminding the Israelites of what he did for them it says this I am the Lord your God who opened a way through the waters making a dry path through the sea I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick That's amazing. I love that kind of language. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And this one specifically for Nottingham this week with all the floods. I will create create rivers in the dry wasteland. He's done that this week, hasn't he? And the same way that God brought the Israelites out of physical slavery, he brings us out of slavery today, emotionally, spiritually, and even sometimes physically. But he doesn't stop there. You know, the greatest day of my life, most people would probably say it's the day that they they met their wife or they got married. The greatest day of my life, although that was an amazing day, it was the day that I gave my life to Jesus, by far, by far. You know, in that moment, all the worry, all the guilt, all the scrambling around looking for fulfillment, all the competition, all the addiction, all the loneliness, all the heartache, all that weight that these things bring were lifted. And though they don't all go at once, some stick around a lot longer than we actually like, we can walk about in freedom because of what Jesus did for us. That is amazing. And for some, you literally feel a weight lifted. It's a truly special day. And if you don't know Jesus here tonight, there will be an opportunity at the end to respond to his promptings. You really are missing out on the greatest decision you could ever make. But it can't stop there. My friend James over here will know this well, well, because we try and say it every every month in, in our students' events. Everyone here is made on purpose and for a purpose. You know, we have an inbuilt candlewick of purpose that is set alight when Jesus takes over our lives. In each of us here, we have potential to change those around us, to make a huge difference, and I honestly believe literally to change the world. Maybe all your life you've had the words mediocre, second rate, always pick last, below average, all spoken over you, but I am here to tell you, you are a world changer. Ephesians 2.10 is is one of my favourite Bible verses. It says this, For we are God's masterpiece. Now, a masterpiece is an artist's best work. It's not his run-of-the-mill stuff, it's his absolute best work. And it fetches the most money, it's the most heavily guarded in galleries, it's placed in the best position. And like that, we are God's masterpiece. 
And it goes on to say this, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. A new vision. And what about this church? We are honestly stood in a miracle here. This building should not belong to Arena Church. If I can be completely honest, and I've heard this from from Christian here, this building could easily have fallen into the hands of investors. It's worth so much more uh, for like accommodation and all those kind of things, you know. But it's fallen into the hands of Arena Church and it is a miracle. And this building should not have been done up to the standard it has been done up to in such a short space of time with such a little budget. And I look around every time I come in and go, wow, this is amazing. And this team that turn up every week should not be here. This team could easily be at home with their feet up getting ready for the week ahead because they've been to church this morning. Now just let's take it comfortable. But I am so grateful to be part of a team that has bigger vision than that of comfort. But it can't stop here. We are not settling with what God has done, but believing for and seeing more. William Booth, the founder of, the, founder of Salvation Army, he actually once owned this very building. That, is, that it blows my mind. William Booth probably stood where I stand right now. He said this, while, women's, while women weep as they do now, I'll fight. While little children go hungry as they do now, I'll fight. While men go to prison, in and out, in and out, as they do now, I'll fight. While there is a drunkard left, while there is a poor lost girl upon the streets, while there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight. I'll fight to the very end. What a vision that is. That, honestly, it blows my mind that William Booth used this building for that kind of vision that he wanted to see lost people transformed by the good news of Jesus from this building. Unreal. And can I be clear, our vision here at Arena Church under our pastor is just the same. It isn't to be comfortable, it isn't to be safe, but it is to go and to grow and to love and serve our world. We are not settling for just a Sunday service. In 2020, we are wanting to go, to go reach those who are homeless, to go impact with hope those who have no hope, to go reach out to the students of Nottingham who are looking for fulfilment in every other area. You know, in summary, we want to be the practical hands and feet of Jesus in the city of Nottingham. And here's the thing, you have a massive part to play in that. And I want to spur us all onto a new vision in you today. And I love funny videos. For some reason, they seem to help me concentrate and get my point across, make me feel a bit more comfortable. So here's a video that I laughed at this week. He loses his head. His head's gone. I love that. In remembrance of this man, I've got three stumbling blocks to a new vision. Number one, if you're making notes. If you're not, you're clearly not holy. (laughs) Number one, short-sightedness. Those that that wear glasses know this feeling very well and 
my work partner is stood outside there, I'm sure he's listening, his name's Martin. And whenever I need to show Martin a picture or a video, I literally need to add on at least a minute, I call it rigmarole time, for Martin to find his glasses, to put on his glasses, for his eyes to recalibrate, and then he can look at the picture or the video. Anyone else know that pain? And our teaching Pastor Phil has this saying, as in the natural, so in the spiritual. You see, vision always looks long-term, not just in the now. And we have to have eternity in our vision to be truly fruitful. 2 Peter 1, verse 8 to 9 says this. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we can be unproductive and unuseful in our knowledge of Jesus. And, you know, quick, quick side story. My mum and dad brought me up so well in a Christian home. But everything was head knowledge for me. I was unproductive and I was unuseful. But until I actually met Jesus for who he really was, that's when, uh, that's when I became productive and useful. If you know Jesus just in your head tonight, I want to encourage you. There's so much more. There's so much more. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. If we only look at what God can do for us today, we have eye trouble. We need to go to spec savers. If we are only interested in how God can use our gifts to build our name, then we've got it wrong. And we can go even as far as saying if we're only interested in building the name of Arena Church, we are short-sighted. Instead, we have to look past our own lives onto generations to come and even better to eternity. And can I ask you this sobering question that I've been asking myself lately? And I apologise, it is sobering, but it, it, I, it, I think sometimes it's needed for us to wake up. If you passed away tomorrow what would you have left in people rather than for them? If you passed away tomorrow, what would you have left in people rather than for them? I'm unsure of who, quote, who the quoter is here, but this great quote, such a man sees the things of time and fails to discern those of eternity. He sees himself and his fellow men, but not God. This short-sightedness is destructive of a true Christian experience and therefore makes advance impossible. Arena Church, let's see long. Short-sightedness cannot be a stumbling block to a new vision. Number two, distraction. Distraction. There's nothing worse, I, don't, I honestly don't believe, than getting something stuck in your eye, especially when you're driving. You know, the other day, um, slightly different, but there was a wasp that was, uh, was on me, and I hate wasps. My worst nightmare is having a wasp in the car while I'm driving. I don't know what I'd do. But if there's a wasp driving around your car while you're, you're on the road, you forget about the road. You just think about the wasp. And it's the same, in, in, as Phil says, as in the natural, so in the spiritual. There's so many things that we can get distracted by, maybe bad situations, but it can even be those things that seem good. Jesus spoke on this in Luke 10, verse 38 to 42. He said here, as they continued their travel, Jesus entered a village. A woman by the name of Martha welcomed him, welcomed him and made him feel quite at home. She had a sister, Mary, who sat before the master, hanging on every word he said. But Martha was pulled away by all she had to do in the kitchen. Later she stepped in, interrupting them. Master, don't you care that my sister has abandoned the kitchen to me 
Tell her to lend me a hand. When I read this, it reminded me of my two sisters, Lilia and Eleanor, when they have to load the dishwasher up. It's literally exactly the same. Tell her to lend me a hand. The master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. Only one thing is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and will not be taken from her. Again, a question. In your life, what are you currently being distracted by that is causing you to look short-term and forget what really matters? And again, this is one of the reasons that we didn't launch anything out of this building straight away in 2019 because there's so many needs out there surrounding this city. And you know, if we'd come in, guns are blazing, saying that we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we'd have been distracted and not done anything well at all. And sometimes it's good to step back to eye up the situation and then step into something, not just good, but something great. And we are believing in 2020 that we can really scratch where this city is itching because we hold the solution in Jesus. Distraction. And thirdly, a a third stumbling block to vision is cost. Cost. And I'm really not talking here about finance because where God provides vision, he will provide provision. But what I'm talking about is the cost to us. Luke 14, 28 to 30. We have this at the bottom of our stairs. We look at it every day and it reminds us that there is a cost that we have chosen to pay for everything that we're doing. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. If that isn't a lesson on perseverance, I don't know what is. And in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Jesus is not saying those that give up something can be my, my disciples, but those who give up everything can be my disciples. And in the words of our pastor Christian, that includes your time, that includes your talent, and that includes your treasure. Yes, that means when you're tempted to stay at home and catch up on Netflix, you realise you've given your time over to Jesus, and you turn up on that cold, rainy night and give your all. That means realising that although you have an amazing gift that God's given to you, God's given it to you not for for you to get onto television as such, but he's, he's given it to you to build the kingdom of God. And yes, though things are tight in your finances right now, you've predetermined to be generous and therefore you'll follow through with your word. And Jesus did this. When he sent out his disciples, he warned them of the cost of being a disciple. He said that he was sending them out as sheep among wolves. Following Jesus costs you everything you have, but the return is far greater. Following Jesus costs you everything you have, but the return is far greater. And this reminded me of an instance in my childhood. My, uh, my, I have a younger brother, his wife's here tonight, Olivia. And I was down to my last two pence coin. Jacob was much better at saving uh, money than I was. And Jacob had his pound coins all lined up. And I did the kind brotherly thing of convincing him that the 2p was bigger, so therefore it was worth more. It cost me my last 2p but the return was far greater. 
and I hope you can understand the the um, the picture there. I'm not saying that we scam people out of things at all in, in Christianity, but you know what I'm saying. Following Jesus costs you everything you have, but the return is far greater. So there's three stumbling blocks there to a new vision. And if you're anything like me, I felt that I needed to improve on all th- three of those. But the Apostle Paul has some great advice in Philippians. It says this, Philippians 3, 12, 16. I am not saying that I have this all together, that I have made it, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, do not get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and I'm running and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If anything of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision and you will see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. God promises to clear your vision and you will see this new vision for your life and for this church. And again, I love funny videos, so we've got another. This is the final vault for Stefan Boletsky. Father and coach Usten Boletsky looking on. Whoa. I've never seen a springboard break like that. There will be a deduction on the landing. I'd hate to be responsible for that. (laughs) Again, in remembrance of this man, three springboards towards a new vision. And I'd love to take credit for these, but I've adapted these from a a lesson that Christian gave to us on the ministry school. Another plug for the ministry school, if anyone's interested. I'm very thankful that we've got such a a visionary leader in Arena Church, by the way. So number one, springboard to a new vision. Faith, faith. A springboard to vision is a faith for the future. A faith for change to come in the city of Nottingham for transformation in your life, for impact through your world, for healing in your body, for freedom for your friends. Surely these things are impossible. Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Matthew 17, 20, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to him who believes. You know, Christian has a saying here at Arena that we don't just want to be faithful, we want to be faith-filled. What is the most outrageously amazing thing you can think of happening from this church to the community. What is the most outrageously amazing thing you can think of happening in and through your life? Double it, triple it, and it still won't be anything to compare to God's desires for you and for his church. Faith. Secondly, focus. One of my pet peeves is people who are full of ideas but never do anything about it. Everyone can have an idea, but not everyone has the focus to carry that idea into something real. Can we be known as a church who has laser-eyed focus and not just ideas? 
A church that keeps going when things get hard, demanding and difficult. In your life, can you be known as someone who perseveres through difficult times and not quit at the first hurdle? And honestly, I'm not saying that with any judgment because that was me a few years back. But by God's grace and through people around my life, I'm much better at that now. But one of the things that I I love about our teaching Pastor Phil and um, my my late granddad John, he, he every time I used to walk outside of the, the outside church, Phil has this thing. Chad takes the rip out of it every time. He slaps you on your back, so you've got a big massive red mark, and he says, "Keep going, keep going." And John was the same. But I love that. Keep going. Hebrews twelve two. Fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Luke nine fifty one, As the time drew near for Jesus to ascend to heaven, he resolutely set out for Jerusalem. If you call yourself a Christian here tonight, you and I are here because Jesus had resolute focus. And if we develop that kind of resolute focus in our lives, we will make a difference in Nottingham. And thirdly and finally, friendship. This is the most simple, yet most profound and effective springboard to a new vision. I would be nowhere in my life without friends and family around me that saw things in me I never saw. Naturally, I don't think I'm visionary. I never expected myself to be stood up here on a Sunday night speaking to you guys. But the best advice I ever received was to get around visionary people and things start to change. And that is so true. In your pursuit of a new vision, a new lifestyle, a new business, a new way of life, a new career, don't do it alone. Do it in friendship. Psalm 68 verse 6 says, God sets the lonely in families. It really is what he does best. You know, we're starting small groups in arena in the new year and small groups are places to develop friendship and family. But dare I say it, that small groups are places to develop dreams and visions over your life. I believe there'll be God-inspired ideas that come out of small groups in Nottingham and a laser-eyed focus to carry it through, coming from friends spurring one another on. And as I finish... And finish off this, this whole series, All Things New. I want to reread the theme verse again. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, vision. I have already begun. Do you not see it? I want to invite the band up as I finish. And I believe we've got a picture to come up on the screen. So back in, in 2018, way, way, way before any indication of this Nottingham campus, one of our congregation had a picture given, them to buy, given to them by God and God uses different ways to speak to us, pictures being one. And here's the picture and it's dated October 2018. And in the picture you can see crowds of young and old people around the building all going with joy on their faces. And in the building itself, around the the edges, you can see different drawings of different activities happening that results in joy. And the resemblance of this picture to this building is 
second to none. I honestly believe God is on our case here. See, I have already begun. This was way before we, was in, we even knew about this building. Do you not see it? I see thousands touched and changed by the love and grace of Jesus. I see those scrambling around for help in all the wrong places, finding the one who brings true joy and fulfillment. I see those who are hurting and broken, finding the peace that only Jesus provides. I see those who are sick being healed by their creator. And I see all this coming through a laser-focused, faith-filled, united you and I.